Uh, oh, yeah, I got Ira. Let's go. We've got to do some NBA with Ira right now. And Ira's joining us. Ira, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I, I just want to get the Mons invitation. Mike, Mike, I know I'm a day early, but I want to get the Mons invitation. So he has my email. Have him give me a holler. I want, to get on the, I want to get on the $1 podcast. That's their 50th one. The Mac and Mons podcast, the number 50, just came out. And uh, tomorrow is the 30th anniversary show for the fans. So it's a lot of nostalgia tomorrow, as you would think, uh, from Grand Central Terminal uh, and Vanderbilt Hall. So that's where we will be tomorrow. But first, what the city wants to know about is Porzingis, among other things. First, before we get there, give me your thoughts on the Laker trade. Um, It's it's one step, Mike, to the next step. And that's what smart, forward-thinking franchises do. And, Mike, because of of Brooke Lopez's expiring contract, and believe me, they would just as soon move him on for cap space now anyway. He's not part of the big picture. They will be able to get two max-level free agents with a couple of more moves, something involving Luol Dang. So whether it's Paul George and LeBron James, whether it's Paul George, and don't rule out Russell Westbrook as a possibility. Did you say LeBron James? Yeah, I did say LeBron James. Oh, wait, 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 so you can't stop the sentence with LeBron. You think there's a chance LeBron James would go to the Lakers? Oh, I absolutely think there's a chance. He He would leave Cleveland? Yes, yes. He's done done his civic duty. His civic duty, he said— I have to see that. You're telling me he would leave now, this year? You know, Mike, the one thing I have learned— through my LeBron experience of living every single stage of it is never, ever, ever discount a possibility with LeBron. He is his own renaissance man who moves to his own beat, and right now he gave Cleveland a championship. He has an owner he despises. Think about this, Mike. So their, relationship, the of- their relationship is bad again? Oh, it never, I don't think it ever was good. Oh, it never got good. Okay. He releases that video from his barbershop series on Uninterrupted, the digital website he owns, talking about how his entire family says, how can you go back to Dan Gilbert? And he makes a point in a video released after Game 4 of the NBA Finals, before Game 4 of the NBA Finals, rather, saying he did it for Cleveland, and he didn't even mention Dan Gilbert by name. What that does, Mike, is open the door for him to say, Cleveland, Akron, I love you. Cavaliers, thank you. I can't cannot be around that man anymore. It is the perfect escape hatch, and that's one thing why LeBron James, just like his court vision as a player, is always one step ahead of us. So what the Lakers have done, they're saying like the Heat did for Bosch and for LeBron, we are going to have two open max salary spots. Come join us. So you're it, telling I, me it, right now Magic Johnson is quietly negotiating with LeBron James? No, I can't do that because LeBron has one season left on his contract, right. but but you know what? This back channel. So I'm, I'm talking about George. for the future. You think he's saying yeah. to him, "You might be interested in coming to see me next after next year." Oh yeah! If I was you, I'd check out Magic's Twitter feed. There'll be all these subtle messages, just like Paul. Paul so George you actually think? Well, let, let's get to George. You think George? Sure. Well, LeBron, we know is going to be in Cleveland next year. What is he trying right. to do in Cleveland this year? He's trying to get one more year out of Cleveland. His contract was written, so he's under right. full contract for next season, right. and then he could move on. But who on. is he trying to bring there? Well, he was trying to bring Paul George or Jimmy Butler for one more season, but as this thing degenerated right now, you know, all of Kyrie Irving is talking about getting out of his deal there. The thing is, Mike, there are owners you want to commit your career to. You know them in the various sports, whether right. it's the Kraft family or something like that in football. You're saying, okay, we have faith in you. That's never been the Cavaliers. Let's face it. The Cavaliers, when they had LeBron, were really, really good, and the Cavaliers almost throughout their entire history, except 
for Mark Price, Larry Nance, and Brad Doherty were never very good. You know, I can throw a Bingo Smith there if you want. And, and so I think LeBron's commitment is to the rest of his contract to make one more run. Hey, if it turns out okay with the championship, he'll stay just like if he beats the Spurs in 2014 with the Heat. He's not going to leave when the going is good, but I remember how miserable he was at the end the first time around in Cleveland when some people said in that series against the Celtics, what is wrong with LeBron? And Mike, I remember the body language in that Heat 2014 finals against the Spurs when he looked like a lot of people, but LeBron James wasn't one of them. So this is what he does. He sets up unbelievable drama to land himself in the place where he wants to go. He's basically, he's a step ahead of us right now. We're all thinking, hey, 2017-2018 season, LeBron's already thinking summer of 2018. All right, George, what do you think he does? Do you think he can force his way out of there this year? I think he already has. You know what? It's really interesting. Remember the whole Carmelo thing and Carmelo's people were angry at Phil that he's going to talk about trading him and how dare you do that. The rule is players can't demand trades. So he goes through his agent and his agent says it'll be better for you. Why would the Pacers want to lose him for nothing to cap space come the 2018 offseason when he's a free agent? Why would the Cavs want, rather the Pacers, I'm sorry. Why would the Pacers even want him around this coming season when you know, I don't mean this in a harsh way, but he's dead man walking. Get what you can right now. This is the last moment the Pacers will have any leverage over the situation because it'll be even more desperate at the trading deadline. So I think right now, any and all offers, whether it's a rental by another team for one year or something from the Lakers with Julius Randle and one of those draft picks picked up by the Nets. But Paul George, I guarantee you, sometime in the next 13 months, we'll be playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. I know two things, uh, uh, and only two things I know for certain about about the, the okay. Knicks situation. Then these I know for certain. Number one, that although he didn't meet with, uh, Phil didn't meet with Porzingis, he did meet with his brother and his agent. So he did okay. have connections with them. I don't know if that turned out to be good or bad. I don't know. Number two, I do know that they have had a countless number of offers for Porzingis. I know those two are facts. That's all I know. What do you know about the Knicks? Well, I know this. You know what? Look, we've all taken our shots at Dolan and Phil Jackson and some of the things they've done. But this is exactly what he should be doing. Because, Mike, the last time I checked, the Knicks were not in the playoffs last year and haven't won a playoff series in Lord knows how long. This is what you do. And you know what? Sometimes you have to package something very good and favorable in order to reset. So what if they're able to take Porzingis and package him, let's say for argument's sake, to the Clippers? And the Clippers will also take on Carmelo Anthony. We know Melo has his place out in L.A., wouldn't mind being sent there, would probably wave is no trade for the Clippers. And then you do a sign-and-trade for Blake Griffin. Or what if you expand that deal and you throw in Joe Keem, Noah, and Lord knows what he has left, and all of a sudden the Clippers are shopping DeAndre Jordan. In other words, the whole reaction yesterday was, oh my God, Porzingis is done. The Knicks are going to crap out on this team. There's nothing left. Instead, if Phil Jackson is truly doing his due diligence, as every executive has a fiduciary responsibility to do, He's looking at the big picture. And if he can put this Carmelo Anthony thing aside, and if he can get out of the Joe Kim Noah contract, you know what, Mike? 
Porzingis might have to be the price you pay to reset a franchise. And if you can get Carmelo to agree to a trade anywhere, the Clippers are probably as good as anywhere. They'll keep Chris Paul under that scenario. The Knicks can restart with Blake Griffin, maybe DeAndre Jordan, and some younger pieces, and maybe get rid of that, that Noah contract. The one thing you can't do is say, oh my God, we screwed up totally last offseason. Now we have to live with it. You have to forget about your mistakes and move forward. So you can whip Phil Jackson people if you want, or Dolan, or what the Knicks are doing. But you know what? Phil Jackson has every responsibility to take those phone calls because he has to reset his franchise. He has enough problems on that team that, look, I think Porzingis can absolutely be a franchise player, but he can also be the tool or the element to let you reset maybe to the Celtics. Boston right now is in a position they could have the number one and the number two pick in the 2018 draft. Hey, if you can touch some of those assets, get over the whole New York-Boston thing. The cities have done enough trades. You, what Phil has to do is reset his franchise. If Porzingis could be part of that, that's what a smart NBA executive does. Tell me this. Uh, we're talking with Ira Winderman about the NBA. Um, what immediately, now we know it didn't get that much play. It should have gotten more because it was that big, even at his advanced age. Jerry West mm-hmm. leaving Golden State and going to the Clippers, the foremost uh, talent evaluator in the history of the NBA. What immediate impact is he going to have on the Clippers, and what will... What, how long will it take us to see his vision for that roster? Oh, it, there's one name there. It, it's almost like he's an executive recruiter who's been handed an envelope, and he opened it up. And I know, Mike, you're having trouble grasping this right now, but I think LeBron James is in that envelope. I think Jerry West, the Clippers are viewing as their conduit to LeBron James, that if he does leave in 2018, if it does sour, get him to us instead of to your Lakers. I mean, you talk about the ultimate sort of role reversal. Mr. Laker, Mr. Logo, Jerry, Jerry West, now possibly the conduit to get LeBron James there, and we'll know that. If Chris Paul doesn't leave, and he's staying for a particular reason, we'll know that's possible. I can tell you that LeBron James loves Doc Rivers. For all that he did to the Celtics and tormented Doc over the years, he has ultimate respect for him as a coach and a basketball person. I think that's why Jerry West is there right now. I think that's why you're hearing these DeAndre Jordan trade rumors to open up the space and create the flexibility. And you know what? If the Clippers have to go one year without Blake Griffin to shed that cap space and also shed DeAndre Jordan's cap space, it gives LeBron another L.A. exit point to go in that direction. What, What about this Chris Paul and the Spurs stuff. Is that real? Well, again, it depends. First of all, it got more real yesterday. When Pau Gasol agreed with the Spurs to opt out of his 16 or so million, take less per year, that opened the avenue for them. They don't have full max money right now, but they can sell off Danny Green. They could possibly even move Tony Parker to create that. So, yes, that's a possibility. That's what Jerry West is about also. What Jerry West is about is this. Is Chris Paul, if you stay, I can give you this game plan. Remember, when the Lakers got Shaquille O'Neal, it was Jerry West in management there that facilitated that. They traded George Lynch and Anthony Peeler at the time to the Vancouver Grizzlies to create cap space that no one believed the Lakers could open. Now Jerry moves to the Clippers. This is the seminal moment in L.A. basketball right now. Which team takes the next step? Can the Clippers, after those playoff failures that you and I have chronicled now for years, 
find the right way to step forward, or do the Lakers, who were absolutely positioned, like I said, for LeBron James and Paul George or maybe more step in there, and then you have the Russell Westbrook scenario. If the Thunder struggle, he can become a free agent in 2018. Mike, as much as you think this year's free agency is crazy, next summer is going to be bananas. Uh, Ira Windeman with us. Ira, as we get finally to put the final touch on this draft, uh, we know about foots and ball. We know where they're going. Then we have the rest of this draft. We have a lot of rumors. We have guys moving up. We have guys moving back. Uh, everyone loves Fox. We know that. Um, right. So we know he'll be gone quickly. Uh, I. So other than that, who are the guys right now? Uh, it sounds like it sounds like Smith, because of the knee, is going backwards. It would seem that way, yes. I'll tell you the one guy. Is that now, is that definitive now that we know that's the case, that he's slipping? No, because because the Dallas-New York dynamic, New York, of course, at eight, Dallas at nine, it's a matter if they go point guard, point guard in those two spots then I think that Dennis Smith will wind up in there with Frank Tilakina as the other guy in there. The French, the French point guard is now over, did his interviews today in New York. I, I think and the and is it true that the Mavs covered him? Is that true? Well, look, they hired his French league coach right. to coach their summer league team in, you know, this summer, so that tells you that they're moving in that direction. They've always been very forward-thinking when it comes to European players. Well, let's start so first, though, Ira. Are the Celtics going to keep this pick a trade, do you think? Well... I think they are going to keep it, at least for now, and pick Jason Tatum. And that's where I was going to get around to. So Mike, not Josh I, Jackson. You think they're going to take no, Jason Tatum? I think Josh Tatum. Jackson's the floater. I okay. think, you know, See, I don't think he's got a good enough offense. That's the problem with yes, Josh Jackson. Yes. Yes, I know sometimes I can agree with you too much, but absolutely on point for this reason. This league loves perimeter defenders and 5-2 players and all that, but they've come to realize if you're not a shooter... This league has passed you by. You know who you know who Josh Jackson is right now? He's Justice Winslow. He might, Justice that's Winslow. exactly what he is, you know. I hate yes. to say it, but that's what he is. He might be Justice a little better is- offensive version, but not by much. Yes, Justice came out of Duke, had everything but an outside shot, and you could see why he fell to number 10, and you could see why he's so limited. Same thing with Josh Jackson. So what's, what's really intriguing is, let's say Boston keeps Jason Tatum at three. Yeah, I think he's the exact kind of scorer, at least from a young player, they could use if they don't make a Jimmy Butler trade. Then it gets really interesting at number four. I, think the, well, I don't think the Suns pass on Fox, do you? Yes. That, that's, I'm sorry to keep agreeing here, but that's what I'm waiting for. Is I want to see the name Eric Bledsoe in some of these trade rumors because that, to me, will be the tell that Phoenix is making that next move and going for this dynamic backcourt of the future with Fox and with Booker. So I'm really curious what Phoenix does with, with Bledsoe. Again, you don't live on your past mistakes. Did they make a mistake trading Isaiah Thomas? Absolutely. Did they make a mistake trading Goran Dragic? We'll see what those draft choices eventually yield to them. But if they're just going to stick with Eric Bledsoe because he's there. That's not how you grow as a franchise. So I agree. I think De'Aaron Fox at number four is absolutely not out of the question. And then you're going to have this little bit of Josh Jackson tumble when he's refused to meet with certain teams, including the Celtics. When he did have an, an, an incident you know, before this past season at Kansas, how is that going to play out and his anger management issues and things like that? He might be the guy. He might be. I don't mean to compare the personalities. This drafts Justice Winslow where you're saying, wow, I never saw him at seven or eight. I do think that's possible. Uh, I agree with that. And... The other guy that's the – well, there's two floaters in there. One, okay. And they're both the bigger guys, Isaac 
and Markkinen. Now, Markkinen, some people want to make him Dirk Nowitzki, which I think is overdoing it, okay? But sure. I think he is a good – he's going to be a good shooting big man. There's no question. He, we all, we've all, watched him play. I've watched him play a lot. He, The guy is going to be a very good pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, seven-foot shooter. He's a, he, he can shoot. He really can shoot. So uh, – and Isaac is another one who's 6'11 and is more of a all-around player at 6'11 than maybe Markkinen. But you got those two big guys. How, where do they go in this draft? Well, you know, everyone is cycling right now, Isaac, to Orlando, if they can be patient. If they did not change their front office and had a win now, I would have put Malik Monk in there. I think with Hammond in there now and Weltman in there, they're saying, you know what, we hate to keep starting over, we're going to step back. The issue with Isaac is he has small hands. And that's a real issue in the NBA when it comes to ball control and ball handling. I don't think it drops him below six. I think it's possible. Most people have Laurie Markkinen going number seven to the Timberwolves. But, Mike, that is a prime trading spot. If you're asking me at the top of the draft, who are the teams most likely to trade or trade out, I would put the Timberwolves at number seven, the Kings at number 10, and absolutely the Pistons at number 12. So if you're looking for a pick and you want to move up, let's say the Knicks get into this conundrum where they think someone might jump ahead of them and trade for Minnesota. They're going to have to be keen on that possibility because Tom Thibodeau has his young guys. He has Wiggins. He has Carl Anthony Towns. He has Zach Levine. He has his young players. He likes to win. And I think if he has a chance to get a veteran player or more of a win-now stretch for power forward rather than waiting, I think number seven, of course, right ahead of the Knicks, I think that's going to be the first truly in-play draft choice when the draft starts tomorrow at 7.30 at Barclays Center. Very interesting. Very interesting. So the most likely guy to slip is Smith, and the most likely guy to move up really high would be who? Because we all think Fox is going inside five anyway. Yeah, so, you know I mean, what? but who's the most likely guy to jump up in there who we're not expecting into that top five? Well, I think there's still a chance the Aaron Fox could go number two if it's not all about marketing right now Interesting. for the Lakers. But I just don't see that happening. The guy I would keep an eye on is Luke Kennard, the guard out of Duke for this reason. He can flat out he can shoot. shoot. And, he can shoot. I like last, him, too, as a player. I think he's going to be a very good player. And he reminds me of two years back when Devin Booker slipped and so many teams. I mean, teams that took Frank Kaminsky and Justice Winslow and Miles Turner ahead of them are looking back and going, oh, my God we let a superstar go because Mike in this league if you can shoot in 2017 that's what it takes right now so I think he's a guy I think Luke Kennard who's slotted now about 10 to 15 I could see him possibly moving up as well very interesting all right we'll do a little uh post-mortem after it's over enjoy thank you Mike thanks uh Windeman back after this